Welcome back to KGAY Gay Radio. <laughs> Where the twos are cruising and the boys are cruising. G A Y. That's gay. <laughs> Welcome back to Gay Radio. My name is Bruiser. We're here to talk about the manliest shit possible. That's sucking some dick and pounding some cowboy booty hole. Nothing better than it. You think anything is... What's more manly than that? A chick? Chick stuff? Pussy! Real men? Fuck men! Fight me, bro! Change my mind. Welcome to the program. Good to see you again. It's, it's, uh, it's good to be here. Uh, funny story. We actually have a friend that said something very similar to that. Uh, I guess we can't really use names in here, but uh, I remember we were riding to the skate park in Valdosta when I was 16. His name rhymes with Yeah. <laughs> he dead serious looks at me in the face while we're driving. He's driving the car, by the way. I'm a prisoner in this vehicle. He looks at me and he says, well, the manliest thing you could ever do is to rape another guy. What the fuck? <laughs> like, all I could think the whole time was like, you don't have to do this, man. <laughs> Let's just go skate and have fun. <laughs> so, was he an inline man or was he a uh, kind of a four wheel? I don't remember if he even did anything. I just think he kind of hung out. I was a rollerblade guy at the time, though. You know, my six spins and shit. Wasn't all the dudes. What was that old? There was like some old movie in the 90s, like some Devin Sawa. Type thing where it's like, like, you can't blade with the rest of us. <laughs> who are you, new kid who blades? So, so it was like foot loose, you know, but for, you know, they didn't have feet. They had wheels at the like bottom. Like the new kid shows up to the skate park with like the, uh, the old roller rink skates, like the four in a square pattern, you know, and he says, well, hey guys. Who are you? My mom got me these for Christmas. Can I hang out? What business do you have at our skate park? It was a good time, man. Did you ever go over there? A skate park? Yeah. Well, you didn't skate, but you know, no, you no. out there a lot. I don't think I ever went to. We were street toughs. <laughs> <laughs> up to no good. I had enough trouble with like a bicycle growing up, and like even whenever I was like a scrawny fella, just like grace and balance have never really been my forte. Um, I think I got like the recessive gene of that or something. But um, <laughs> I got a uh, one time I the gnarliest I guess bike accident I had. We uh, we had these hills like all around. So I grew up on a hillside. So in the side of the yard there was part of this hillside come down from the main road. So we uh, ride our bike down this steep incline, and there was a little bit of a lift at the bottom of the hill, so you could like whoop and like alley oop. Yeah, sick ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all all natural at that. <laughs> but this one time, I, uh, I guess I alleyed more than I oomphed, or you know, vice versa. So I flip up, the bike shoots out from underneath me and just goes flying into the air. As do I. As I land on my head. And the bicycle then lands on my head as well. Damn. And, yeah, hurt, hurt like a son of a bitch. Were there but a lot of people watching? My brother was out there. Uh, he uh, he runs to the house, and I feel my head, and I've got a 
wily coyote pump knot, like the size of an egg, sticking out. So like I think I'm like like nine. So I, I don't have too well too good of a grasp on the world, but enough, you know. So I think that I've cracked my skull and my brains are actually leaking out, and my skin is holding it in there. So that can't happen. It, I, that's what I've I've uh, heard. So my brother like runs into the house. He's like like you know like <laughs> tells him the news, and they're like uh, like oh gosh you know like is, is he okay is he bleeding I wasn't bleeding like not one drop of blood at all but I was I was like concussed so we were my brother and I were just like uh, killing time uh, because he uh, he had just won like an award for um, some essay he wrote about an inspirational leader and it was like first in the nation right and so we had like an hour to kill we were outside riding our bikes and now this has happened so my parents are like in their like Sunday best you know I'm and here I am with this egg sticking out of my face so they uh, I think my mom takes me to uh, the doctor my dad takes my brother to this award ceremony so in the middle of the award ceremony, we walk in and this like kind of loud noise happens while and everyone sort of turns and just sees me with this <laughs> giant egg sticking out of my face. Well, too bad that essay wasn't on first aid. Right, <laughs> right folks? <laughs> oh, good to be here. <laughs> this is the most awkward start... Uh, Imaginable. Well, probably not imaginable. Yeah, I don't know how to segue this into the Bigfoot talk that we wanted to do, but... Well, we started off pretty, uh... Do you know who doesn't ride bikes? Bigfoot. Bigfoot, that's right. Yeah. I've never once seen a Sasquatch on a bicycle, nor a tricycle. I don't think anybody has, as a matter of fact. I mean, they're... I'm not saying it's not possible. <clears throat> you and I watched uh, Lloyd Pye, uh, Everything You Know Is Wrong if I'm not mistaken. I'm not and sure. we were talking about at the end, he's talking about human origins and um, he based a lot of it off of uh, Anunnaki texts. And you had remarked, you're like, like actually, since they, uh, since this was made, they've uh, had other um, people translate. Oh like, yeah, because uh, the guy who initially translated that shit basically had no experience in translating anything. And kind of just made it all up to suit what he wanted. What was his name? I'll think of it in a minute. Continue. Well, as um, I think from there, it also led to uh, what was it uh, debunking ancient aliens? Oh yeah, which is like my favorite thing on earth to watch. It's I've awesome, it like twenty times. It's awesome because like so much of what they point to as far as their points of reference are this one guy like who was essentially a sci-fi like kind of uh, fantasy writer you know what I mean who based all of his stuff on uh, a heap of nothing his imagination I mean that's essentially what it boils down to and that even like these I don't think necessarily all the folks involved on the show are like malicious or anything but it's Sitchin that was his name Zachariah Sitchin Sitchin yeah you guys don't google that because I'm not 100% sure so just trust me Young Jamie, can we get a Google search for uh, Zachariah Sitchin? <laughs> uh, Joe, could you pull that up? Yeah, just pull that up. <laughs> Ain't it the life? That's him. Hey, one for one. All right. Can we edit in like some applause at that point? Sure. Cool, thanks. <laughs> 
By this point, the audience has found out that I've put booze <laughs> in its place. All right, so anyway, yeah, what were you saying? Um, no, we were just, we were talking about uh, fourth wall breaking, like, as far as, like, how you find a segue to start talking about, like, Sasquatch and humanoid, weird shit, you know. Important things. <laughs> I find it to be fascinating, personally speaking. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you this. So, uh, how different the night sky, whenever you're out at sea, is it than whenever you're on land? You know, I wish I could tell you. But unfortunately, uh, my job in the Navy pretty much kept me away from the outside of the ship. I was kind of on the inside for months straight. Uh, I only got a couple of chances to go out there and look. But yeah, it's super beautiful. Uh, and one of my favorite things I've ever seen was, you know, like the, uh, the bioluminescent plankton, right? Well, when it gets disturbed, it like all lights up and stuff. So we're in the middle of the Mediterranean and we're going through a big sea of that stuff. And there's just this giant highlighter green trail behind the ship of, of that and that was uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen that's next awesome. to when we discharge all the shit from the side of the ship that's pretty cool too all the poo yeah that's a lot of poo that's a lot that's a lot of poo yeah the best part of that is when they did they were discharging it uh, and did like a big circle so there's just this giant net of shit water right <laughs> and we're like floating in the middle of it and that's when they decide they're gonna have a swim call Oh, God. Yeah, it's great. I love the Navy. You guys should join. <laughs> GoNavy.com. Tell them Big Justin sent you. Do you get a referral bonus from that? No, not at all. That's a In bummer. fact, if anybody asked me if they should join the Navy, I'd probably tell them no. <laughs> That's given you so much experience and it's made you who you are today. I'm not sure people would call that a good thing, though. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's done a lot for me. You know, I got some uh, discipline and shit now that I didn't have before. Yeah, that was, some that was might, good. Some might your, your ship bag tendencies went way down. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know, steady paycheck, job security, all that is pretty good. The moving sucks. I don't like moving. I'm trying to plant some roots. Can't do that. You think you're gonna? Stick it out as a, uh, good, I don't know, maybe officer school or anything? No, like I've pretty much made up my mind at this point that I'm done with it. So next year will be 13 years in, and I'm probably going to call it quits. I'm going to do uh, some civilian stuff with my job and make a lot more money and a lot less uh, bullshit along with it. Move to the northeast, open up that bed and breakfast I've always dreamed of. Where was it you had showed me uh, like that island in yeah. Maine? Yep. There's like some island in Maine that uh, was for sale for like s something not a ridiculous amount for an island. It was like it wasn't 200. It was just an island. Okay. It was a resort type. I mean, the resort came with in it. In quotes, resort was basically like a shitty old motel. It was like being pitched as a 13 bedroom, 14 bath house right on like the border of Maine and Canada. And it included like a little island in the middle of the uh, whatever river that is. Uh, St. Lawrence? I, I don't know. St. something probably. It was like 40 acres. This big giant place had a restaurant, a big like, I don't want to use the word ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> Podunk Backwoods, Maine. I don't think they had many ballrooms. But, uh, you like don't a, check out the ballroom. You know, like a reception area place where you, you know people could have like little events and shit. And it was like $250,000. And yeah. when you see that price, you're like, you know what? I could just start a new life. I could just move to Maine and become a 
Uh, what would you call that? Hotelier? Hoteller? A hoteller? Hotelman. <laughs> Hotel could, person. Yeah, yeah, I could dedicate my life to that, I think, for that low price. It must, it must be haunted or something, though. $250,000, like a quote-unquote resort with an island? Something's wrong there. Maybe. Or maybe whoever owns it now got such a horrible deal with it that they're forced to have to sell it for such a low price. Could be. But yeah, I mean, there's a business opportunity for somebody out there. Go go buy yourself a resort and start a new life in Maine slash Canada. I think it... I don't think we really grasp a lot of times just like... Especially here in the South because a lot of our cities are... More so even not in the south, just on the east coast in general. Cities are a lot more condensed or a little more closely together than, like, once you get out west past the Mississippi, like, everything just starts getting, like, very sparse. Like, you start seeing road uh, maps where now the roads are starting to finger themselves out, you know what I mean? Like, they're spreading out further. Yeah, I have no experience with that at all. Like, I've pretty much been in the southeast and that's it, you know? So the whole idea of basically... Like, I had this romantic idea in my head that somewhere up in, like, Maine is the place for me, and I would love it, and my my life would be great up there. And I, in reality, I know I would get there, and I'm like, this shit is fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to drive an hour to get to, I don't even, what kind of grocery stores do they even have there? I don't know, I've never been to Maine. Piggly Wiggly? <clears throat> I'm not sure. Kroger's? Is that I don't even think, a thing anymore? I don't think I don't they know. have a Publix up there. Do I have to farm my own fruits and vegetables? I don't know. These are... Questions I need answers. Especially if you're going to buy a resort, because I thought it was just the island. I didn't realize there was a resort with it as well. And even in my mind, I'm like, 250 grand for an island. And this was a big island. Like, Yeah. And then you throw in like a hotel and a restaurant and all that kind of stuff with it. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's split it. Pay for itself. Yeah, it'll pay for <laughs> itself. <laughs> Um, I don't foresee me doing that. Well, you know. Not at, not at this point. It's not point. for everyone. Getting rich isn't for everybody, Colt. <laughs> Apparently not. Still Apparently. Hotelier. Hotelier, yeah. But yeah, I'm at that point now where I, I, that's, I have this dream of getting out of the military and going and doing something like new and adventurous, but I don't think it's really going to happen. I'll probably get out and work at the 7-Eleven and... You shouldn't do that. What about uh, doing the tattoo thing? Yeah. yeah. That was fun while it lasted, but I don't think that's for me either. Well, I'll never this... find my niche now that silent films are out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also when getting, uh, getting started with a tattooing apprenticeship... Like, especially, like, whenever you're younger and you got a lot less to lose. Yeah. Like, it's one thing. You yeah, know? and, you know, being 18 years old in a tattoo shop <laughs> getting treated like shit. Because that's what happens when you're an apprentice. You basically sign up to be treated like shit. Mm-hmm. Doing that at 18 and doing that at 36 are way different. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm at this point where, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely fucking grown up. I need to be treated with some respect. Mm-hmm. Like, the first time that I'm not, like, I'm just done with it. I'm not going to be involved in that anymore. Sorry, folks. But you did tattoo me. I'm I did. Very, you I'm very grateful for it. And only tattoo that I actually got to do on another person while I worked there. I, and it was the highlight of my life. If if it were, a, if it were, a, you know, obviously, a, oh, I'd let you tattoo me again. Yeah, we'll do some, some no. fucking kitchen table tattoos and shit one of these days. Oh, yeah. Right, right. I left all my stuff there. I just kind of said, fuck it, and just never went back and got it, so. 
Hundreds shoot. of dollars of stuff is just sitting there unclaimed. Shoot, you should go back and get that. They probably already sold it. <laughs> That's what I would do. When was the last time you were there? Oh or talked to them? It was probably May. Yikes. Of 2019. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a whole new year. I was up, there, so, yeah, been I was up there and or sideways there. Whichever, however you view uh, West, I guess. That was April of last year. Yeah, so it was shortly after that. It was a good time, though. And it's always something that, you know, if I had a, if I was in a position where I had nothing but free time and, you know, bored a lot, sure, I would go try to do that somewhere else. But, yeah. you know, career, family, all that kind of stuff doesn't leave much room for extra things like that. Because that's a pretty big commitment. You oh, know, yeah. They're going to want you up there all the time. And, you know, you're single and that's it. And all you're doing is going to work and nothing to do after work. Sure, that's great. You know, work two jobs, it's not a big deal. But I think I'd be uh, heading for a divorce if I did that. <laughs> Well, I mean, plus you're, a fa- you know, you're a family man, you know, like you don't, you don't feel like, sorry, fam, just got home from the Navy. Now I'm going to go up to the tattoo parlor and draw stuff. Yeah. You know, hey, sorry, baby. I know I missed our anniversary, but I was tattooing a rose on some girl's titties. <laughs> if you did end up doing it, you should affect your voice and a character for every new customer you meet. Oh, that'd be great. I'll do that. Hello. Welcome. Come in. <laughs> What would you like? Wait, I was in here last week, and you sounded like you were from Germany. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> you must have met my brother. He looked like me. <laughs> yeah, we were separated at birth. We used to be one. We touched penises in the womb. Can we edit that part out? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll do a we'll do a sweep of it later. We'll just be like, all right, because you don't want too many beefs because there's some things that are foul and offensive that you you kind of want in there. But where do but, fetuses penis touching in the womb? Where does that fall? Well, are they in the same embryonic sac? I don't sure. know. Like, or do they have like two different placentas for? Yeah, it's probably okay. Babies can do stuff and get away with it. It's all right. Yeah, nobody's watching them. Hmm. I heard they're, uh, they're not even a baby in uh, certain states until, you know, the, the doctor comes in and says, uh, yes, that is a baby. Well, no, until the birth certificate's filled out and signed, that kind of stuff. That's when they become a real baby. <laughs> you can kill them at any point up until then. It's totally cool. It's, uh, because, of course, us being men, we're, we're not allowed to have an uh, opinion on this subject, um, which I... Personally, I think that's, I think that's, uh, and this will start being controversial, I don't care. Um, I think that's the wrong way to look at the argument, because you should never tell somebody based on their gender that they can't have an opinion on something. That's fucking wrong. That's bigoted. Now, as far as how important my opinion is to the discussion, I mean, I mean, it's, obviously it doesn't hold much weight into it. Like, that's totally fine. My opinion on black political affairs affecting inner city communities holds very little water as well. I, I mean, that's, that's fine. But um, I think, and we had touched on it earlier, so like we look at like Virginia with this idea with post-birth abortion, right? Which personally, I, I just, as it, my opinion, I don't like abortion. I don't. Like, I would argue that if consciousness is transferred or created biologically, then at a cellular level, the zygote would seemingly be the ideal place for it to incept. 
No, that I don't have any data to back that up. I'm just saying my, I guess, religious, for lack of a better term, beliefs. And whatever religion I am, I don't know. But um, it's, it's, it's killing a baby. That's the way I view it. I don't think legislation, however, should be talking anything about what we can be doing with our bodies at all. Um, yeah, but at some point, it's no longer your body. It's a whole other person's body. The, the, there it becomes a talking point, yeah, right? And, you know, I'm, I, I'm a little different, though, because I think that there are personal benefits to abortion in some cases. I feel like there's definitely societal benefits. You know, instead of having millions of unwanted children everywhere, okay, that tapers off when abortion is thrown in there. But at some point, before the baby is born, it is an actual person. It's just inside of a woman, okay? It's still a real human being sitting in there. And at some point, you got to define that line to where, okay, we probably shouldn't kill this because it's a person now. But then again, like, uh, unlike you said, I don't really, like, I have an opinion on it, but... Like, I understand that it means nothing because I'm not carrying a fucking baby. Yeah. I'm never going to carry a baby. Who am I to tell someone else what to do, you know? Precisely. However, I, I think that, again, not to, like, keep harping it, but to say that, like, you don't, based on, like, me being a man and identifying socially as a man, that I do not have an, a right to have an opinion on something taboo like an abortion is bunk. Oh, yeah, no, everybody is perfectly capable of having an opinion on Pre- everything. Precisely. That so you can't have an opinion on, yeah. whether it's race, gender, or anything. You can have a fucking opinion on it, but like you said, is it going to hold a lot of water? Is it going to carry a lot of weight? <laughs> yeah, that's subjective. Yeah, so it's, yeah, like, I mean, it's like looking at art, right? So it's like, like not everybody that looks at art is going to be moved by the same artwork, you know? And sometimes you are, and you gravitate towards those people. So people that like the same movies, music, literature, podcasts, whatever. Like you tend to form friendships that way. Like you, and I think that this there's things like you said. Like it gets to a certain point where you have to concede this argument, no matter what your ideological values may be, and recognize that this is a human being that's in the womb. So, like there's. Like uh, when my brother was born, he was premature. You know, he was small enough to fit into a toboggan. He's he's still alive today. So, like the viable life argument, like it, it's the way it has been defined in the states. Almost every state I find is doing a uh, kind of a bad job at it. And I think the state that was leading that was Virginia when you saw this post-birth abortion stuff where they decided that the authorities, this authoritarian medical regime can dictate whether or not the life is viable outside of the womb. And Are we if, talking like, like babies born with some kind of... Uh, they did not define. Deformity or something? They or? did not define. Oh, yeah. open-ended. That's probably the best way to do it. <laughs> so now at the same time, He's somewhat tied, the governor, he's tied to some things that there's a lot of scandal with, and some of them happen to be with some of these stem cell research groups where they're harvesting organs. So what it sounds like is that he's trying to make this a profitable outcome for himself. Now, what happened when this moved into legislation is a lot of these Bible-thumping states kind of just said, well, we need to fucking react. If we don't define when a human being is, then these crazy leftists are going to come in here and start, you know, aborting toddlers and shit. In Alabama pulling up his britches. <laughs> <laughs> you wait a damn minute, Virginia. 
but I mean, so like you start seeing that. You saw New York had like something like a like a nine month like abortion. Like I mean, again, like I am I'm pro choice. With that, anyway, do we know what happened with that? I, I don't know. What like, you know, it with shows that. up on like Facebook and stuff, and people make a big deal, and then we get all the outrage out. And they always kind of forget it. Yeah. I don't know. Anybody know? Like, with me, it's all about government overreach. Like, that's, like, how I view it. But on just a, a moral level, like, I don't like abortion. Like, I I don't support it at all. But it's not my choice. Like you said, I don't have a fucking uterus. Like, I'm, not, I, I'm I never going to have to worry about that. I do not. I don't like abortion on paper. Because, you know, when you think of killing something that has no, you know, it's helpless. Of course, yeah. that sounds terrible. But, I, you know, I hate more than that. Government. <laughs> Which is strange for an employee of the government to say, but there's way too much government. Get rid of all of us. Fire all of us. <laughs> End taxes. Just get rid of us. I'll, I'll be homeless for the greater good. There needs to be less government. And that's... We need to be, instead of creating more and more laws and adding more and more laws and more things that can get more people incarcerated for, like there's women that are being like arrested for breaking these abortion laws, for like manslaughter and like accessory to murder and things like this, we don't need these types of authorita- uh, authoritarian overreach. Like, it's fucking dangerous. But that's such like a sensitive topic. Like everybody has their own opinion about it, and it's always super strong. And I, you know, if we could look a thousand years in the future, there'll still be sides to that argument. Oh, yeah. They'll never get this one. To satisfy everybody. I, I think it needs to be, like most things, circumstantial, right? So, like, if there's a serial rapist and he's impregnating people, I don't think that, sorry, pro-lifers, that baby should live. I think that it's carrying DNA. But if you say circumstantial, be, where, like, who's the person, like, who decides that? Who's the one person that stamps the paper that says, abortion okay, check mark? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe we should just ban sex. There's no no, <laughs> no, no more procreation period. That's what the they're going to do when the robots take robot over. They're just going to be like, all right, now we're so overpopulated, so we're going to have to make a fair amount of you guys eunuchs. Man, as soon as that happens, I will sell out so quick to It's going to happen, man. It, it, there, I think with all this stuff, like, America's so young, dude. Like, we're an adolescent in the world game. You know what I mean? Say what? Angsty even. Very angsty. Like, our entire existence has been about war. Like, from from the get-go, it's been about rebellion and war. And then about, well, who's going to be in charge? So it's this social experiment that, hey, look, while all this crazy, nefarious, high-level government shit's going on, you can also just be a normal person come here and your family can prosper for ages. And, like, you, we haven't seen that yet on the world stage. Like, we have uh, America. One of my favorite things about that whole America being about war thing is it's always under the guise of America, freedom, land of the free, support yeah. our troops, all that kind of stuff. And we're, we're not doing anything to protect America in these places that we're going. I don't understand it. It's, it's business contracts. And... I think sometimes you even look at history and sometimes there's fucked up things that have happened like the Gulf of Tonkin, you know, or uh, Operation Northwoods. You know, some things needed to happen. We should have been in World War II and we were and that's great because there was a good reason for us to be in it. You know, if, if you're looking at like a... Uh, An imperialistic poisonous ideology that was taken over the planet. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. And, you know, absolutely. Millions of people being murdered. Sure, we should probably help and, you know, stop that if we can. But I, anything after that point, I just don't know about it. Well, we tend to be selective with our righteousness and piety as a nation anyway, right? Well, I, you know, I think that's like why, like, I have a problem with both religious ideologues and social justice warriors because, like, they're. They're so subjective and limited in what they want to focus on that it's it, it doesn't do justice to reality. It doesn't do justice to problem solving either. It's just sort of it piles on fantasies with uh, fact, and I don't think that necessarily gets us anywhere. So, like you said, where it's just like we're going for freedom. It's like, bro, we've been over there for a lot of things for control of the Arabian Peninsula to help out the Saudis who have been fighting a war for centuries there to dominate that peninsula. We've been going there for natural resources. We've been going there for opium. We've been going there so that we have more cushion to give Israel in that part of the world, you know, from all of their foes. It's, it's business. And you start to realize that like a lot of these countries, they've been at this business a lot longer than America has. Like, I mean, like, think think about that. Like, just in the Middle East, like, some of these dynasties, like, that have been there, like, as long as, like, some Chinese dynasties. As far as Israel goes, though, I mean, it's about time somebody had the, the, the Jewish back. You know what I mean? They've had it pretty rough for a long time, so. No doubt. But <laughs> the, um, the, the government that's there, like, and the history of kind of, like, what they've done, like, that's... What I, I agree with when people when they do critique that country it has nothing to do with the uh, religion of that country. It's just that you know this particular country and the whatever their problem is that's going on within their borders, what they're doing is pretty foul. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't agree with you know some religious zealots that are like they don't have a right to exist. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? Everybody has a right to exist. Like, that's why America kicks ass, because, like, <clears throat> the, the ideas that are within some of our formative documents, like the Declaration of Independence, where it's, uh, or the Constitution, yeah. hoax. All hoax. Yep, all hoax. That shit's even real. <laughs> that's it. Show's over. The pursuit of happiness. It's over. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like they should have rethought that a little bit because that's a really broad term. You know, they weren't thinking hundreds of years in the future people are going to be arguing about that still. I guess to them it was pretty cut and dry, but you, you could use that pursuit of happiness thing to f fucking argue any point that you wanted. If you're a sadist, yeah, definitely. But if you're also acknowledging that everybody else has the right to their pursuit of happiness as well. So, even within... Yeah, I mean, as long as your pursuit of happiness doesn't infringe on somebody else's, it should be all good, right? Yeah. What do you think? I th that's my uh, personal belief in American values. Let's start values. talking about recreational drug use. Well, as somebody... That's a perfect example. As somebody that's, you know, been in... The, I've never been in the armed services. Most of my family was, but I never was, you know? So, like, like I... Throughout my younger years, like, I experimented with drugs, you know? And... As somebody who has been in the military for so long and for somebody that I knew you before you went in the military and like you you and I have smoked pot before. I have never like, done that. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that accusation. But what would your opinion be allegedly if you did have an opinion on <laughs> recreational or rather legal 
drug use of I mean, things that are of things that are let me to clarify things that are on the controlled substance list so i'm not that you can't readily have access to in a market so even within the healthcare industry like in the military there's certain pills you can get because they're only scheduled two right so you can get it if your job approves it but clearly if you get caught with a schedule one that's that's a big no-no actually yeah i don't even think my job you can get any of that kind of stuff but uh you know my statement about not infringing on other people's pursuit of happiness and stuff that falls in line perfectly with that conversation because i think that you as an autonomous human being should be able to make whatever choice that you want to make about what you want to put in your body or how you want to live your life as long as it's not messing with anybody else's like i don't see the problem so the whole idea that okay uh well if we as a society decide that if you decide that you're going to smoke this plant guess what you're going to fucking jail yeah because apparently you're a danger to society yeah or not even just natural things. Like, if you want to do fucking heroin, I don't give a shit. If you want to ruin your life and do heroin, have at it, man. I don't think you should go to jail for that. I think you should be able to do whatever you want with your body. I think we should be putting violent people behind bars. If you're in possession of a drug, let alone, especially something that will pacify you like pot or heroin, like... You're not necessarily a danger to society. You may be a danger to yourself if you like exacerbate self-destructive habits and tendencies, because and especially something like opioids, because you can OD from them. You can't OD from pot, but still, I agree with you that I think it is about like I am an autonomous being, and I do have the right to decide to do with myself whatever I want, as long as it's not hurting or infringing on others' uh, rights to do that as well. I think that's the concept of liberty. It's not only that you have the freedom, but you have the responsibility to make sure that your freedoms and other people's freedoms aren't combating one, in, uh, one another. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll ever get to a point. I mean, you see change happening, obviously. Marijuana is a bunch of states. It's it's uh, medicinal use, recreational use, whatever. Mushrooms will be next. The, the climate's yeah. changing in that department, but uh, it's going to be those type of things only the, you know the natural things these other man-made things there's a hundred years from now it's going to be the exact same way all that stuff will still be illegal still go to jail for doing it and uh government if you're listening that's a no-no let people be free real talk so you want to grow a poppy field on this island up in maine is it a, fuck yes is, hell yes will poppy grow up there I don't know. Could, think could of, you pull that up for us, Judd? Think of, all the, think of all the helpless people we'll addict and murder with our drugs. <laughs> all those dropout kids had no future anyway. Yeah, they're fucked. <laughs> Somebody needs to do a, uh, like a back-to-school special or something like that, where it shows drug companies like that. Like, think of all the children we don't matter with our drugs. <laughs> Step one to world conquest. Get the kids hooked on the pot. Step two. Get them on rap music. <laughs> I don't know what step three would be. Get them in jail. Oh, yeah. There we go. Get them in jail. <laughs> step four. Profit. What do you think? Uh, have you kept up with South Park? Like, I know you watch South Park, but have you... Uh, are you up to speed with everything? I don't know 100%. I think so. But if I turn out to not know what you're talking about, I apologize. Well, just in general, like, because this last season, what, they had the transgender 
uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage uh, episode and controversy. Um, I think there's another, uh, the China controversy, where uh, Randy uh, murders uh, Winnie the Pooh to (laughs) do business with China. And then they clap back at the Chinese government, and the Chinese government censored South Park and the whole country. Yeah, and now the coronavirus is here. Coincidence? It is weird. I, I saw this article, I think it may have been one that Judd sent me, that had, um, uh, it was something, because I talked about the last uh, podcast I did about like stuff I'd seen with this alternative food market and like bat soup. And apparently, uh, All folks... All weird stuff, like people eating like, well, yeah, so then, and soup and shit Yeah, like so that. this 4chan... Uh, style of like trolling humor sort of spun out of control and then you know then people are like, like oh how dare you like talk about that but supposedly in that article talked about in this bio lab where it's they were f- fucking around with stuff they probably shouldn't have been and <laughs> added scientists just pushing random buttons well they added some sort of protein or something that would bond with HIV with this coronavirus and they were testing it out on mammals specifically bats were brought up and then maybe a bat got out and got into uh, the wild population there. It's just a setup for the next Resident Evil movie. I mean, if, if you look at just sort of, sort of some of the things the government, and again, because it's not about people. That's whenever we talk about like a country or something, it's not about the people that live there. It's about the people that are in control. Like Americans, like that were like fighting Nazis and whatnot. They weren't. The, they didn't drop. You know, they weren't flying the Enola Gay and dropping the fucking bomb on Hiroshima. You know what I mean? Yet our government still did that. They did both of those things. So you think we're looking at another, another Lyme disease with the coronavirus? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think I've been seeing stuff pop up where it's talking about that people in China that are whistleblowers are getting arrested. So I don't know what the um, what the consensus is there because you know like China is very protective with information and the internet and its citizens you know um, so I I don't know I think I think there there are some weird things that are going on there. Do they have Google on their internet there? They've got Google China. Google does business Google China. with China. Okay. All right, I didn't know if they're still like Ask Jeeves or something. They uh, well, suppose, supposedly. With a was it Huawei? I think it's a Chinese like uh, phone. It's like top of the line like phone, but they do business with the Chinese government. They sell all their data and report all their users' data back to the Chinese government. They're working on this social credit score, where oh, yeah. if if you're a, a naughty naughty person and you know you don't pay your bills on time or you talk about the wrong things or you criticize the government, you watch too many videos of animals fucking like your your cr- uh, credit score. Starts going out. It's some Black Mirror shit, man. Yeah. It's like, probably my favorite episode of Black Mirror. It's actually. a good one. It's a good one. I haven't seen all of them, but they're pretty good. But I, uh, I like that South Park is sort of like this, uh, like a canary in the coal mine as far as like, like somebody big that is also like not going to just like chirp along with everybody else. They're going to like say like, no, there's oh, yeah, some. They have no problem being, uh, <laughs> you know, like ruffling feathers. Which is, like, my favorite thing about that show. I love it. I love it. They don't give a damn. 
Um, nor should like nor should you because Matt Stone he said once uh, the instance that you start to say that you can make fun of one thing and not another thing all the jokes are now malicious. You know, you're so it's that means that this one thing is protected, and all your other, you know, jabs that are supposed to make people laugh, they're all malicious and they're all bad things. And that's that's horrible. Like, it's a horrible way to look at comedy. Comedy's not about that. I don't choose to laugh. Like, a laugh is like it's an involuntary reaction, it's a spasm of joy that happens from shock and also you understanding a reference point to something you weren't expecting. And it causes excitement and these chemicals to be released in your brain. And South Park is, they even, uh, they did the one season where. Uh, Trump got elected, and you know Garrison. So Garrison got elected, which was great. <laughs> they had to uh, they had to cancel or cancel the episode they made. It was about Bill Clinton getting back in the White House and running a gentleman's uh, school. And they uh, the day because they only have one day now. It's made six days. Election Tuesday. It airs on a Wednesday. So they had to cut together all the stuff where Garrison gets elected, and they had to change their story arc. So the season after that, they were pressured to do more with yo yo yeah make fun of Garrison, make fun of Garrison. And then after that, they told Comedy Central they weren't going to be doing that. That they didn't find anything daring about making fun of Trump they didn't the, the find the usual it. target basically for yeah it's, it's nothing other TV platform there's a I forget which one of the two Trey Parker or Matt Stone said it but they said that the only way to be punk in Los Angeles is to be a Republican I can see that I can sure. definitely see that I, I don't I've never been there but yeah I get it LA I've been there twice LA LA I do like, however, with uh, <laughs> with South Park that they they're still even like trying new stuff as well. Like they like they spent like what a season and a half on Cartman getting a girlfriend. Yeah, that was, those are all really good. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Randy Randy becomes, like, a fucking terrorist, you know? Like, he's, like, bombing people's backyards where they're growing weed because it's not Tegrity. <laughs> it ain't Tegrity. That's the sound of freedom. Come and get it, motherfucker. Bushlight. <laughs> we'll probably have to beat that out. I don't know. Maybe they'll sponsor it. I don't know if I... Oh. Could you stand being sponsored by Bushlight? I mean, it's not being sponsored, but I, I feel like I'd be lying because, like, I don't, I don't really buy Bushlight. Well, your refrigerator claims otherwise. I prayed to the Lord for, uh, for something cold and refreshing. And this, uh... And I walked. This voice said, check the fridge. <laughs> Have you ever seen a skunk cave? <laughs> Have I ever seen? <laughs> he just came out just zero to ninety. Really? Who? Have I ever seen what? A skunk ape? Yes. What the fuck is a skunk ape? Like Sasquatch. Oh. Oh. Like a swamp ape. Oh, same squinch. Yeah, man. No, it's, I have a maybe that's what draws me to the the Canadian border. I just have this dream of one day running into a Sam Squinch and being the one credible witness that's seen one. 
Like, everybody that's seen one is always these fucking maniacs. You know, you spend eight months in the woods every year trying to find Sam's Clinch. You're going to find something, you know? <laughs> it's like one guy, uh, what I talked about, of course, this is like 19th century, so like... It's like the liar's last stand, you know, because, like, nobody, they don't have a way to fact check. So it's just like, I'm telling you, I was up there in them hills, lived up there for 17 days with the Squatches, had a yeti youngling came, and all of a sudden the Apaches came out of nowhere and slaughtered us all, killed every last Squatch in them woods. So I figure we should take the land back from them Apaches. Get a youngling milk my dick dry. <laughs> <laughs> and this all the townspeople did. That sounds like a reliable story. Why would he lie? He said them engines killed them old Sasquatches. And I reckon he's telling the truth. <laughs> Harry Palm acts as a, as a natural lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> We're still talking about the Sasquatch fucking. <laughs> well, somebody had to. Like, yeah, nobody ever talks about that. Everybody has Sasquatch encounters. No one has Sasquatch sexual encounters. Yeah, like they're like I was there in my tree stand and I heard this commotion. I look over <laughs> and there's two squatches humping, <laughs> and the daddy squatch looked up and he grinned at me. When I saw that big throbbing Sasquatch cock, I just couldn't help myself. I said, Dear, something bigger's come this way. Oh, holy shit. The real hunt is on. I, I've never. Gay <laughs> Welcome back to Gay Radio. Today we're here with Squatch expert Robert Johnson talking about his new book. Squats and titties, life and love with indigenous pre-human creatures in the 19th century. Robert, good to have you on GAYG Radio. Yeah, let me tell you, the bear phase is over, ladies and gentlemen. It is now all about that Squatch cop. <laughs> <laughs> Bears and otters out the door. Sasquatch is in. Uh, oh, yeah, I was just thinking that whole Sasquatch sexual encounter thing. Like, I've never had a desire to write a book, but I kind of want to write a gay Sasquatch romance book now. I think, I think you could do it. I think I could. I think I will. You know what you should do? Just start as a, as a short story, and then you'll go back and you read, like, I need some more detail. I need to sort of start Expand on it. Yeah. yeah. So start off kind of like Hemingway style, where it's just like you know, the man fucked the ape. Yeah. The ape was large. The giant ape hairy feet. boner. <laughs> the ape then fucked the man. They kissed. Just think of all the great. But not on the mouth. Think of all the great artwork that you could put on the cover. You know those little shitty like Daniel Steele romance yeah, novels. The Bigfoot. Yeah. It's uh, just you know. a break. Like Brokeback Mountain, but like you know, it's like always like shirtless guy on a fucking white horse with lightning in the background. Yeah. But it's like Sasquatch on a horse. <laughs> or like one that's a centaur. Yeah. Like just the so the dude is the horse. Just softly embracing me on his stallion. Do you think a centaur would have relations with Bigfoot. 
Or would it go more for, like, zebras and other, like, you know, mustangs, horses? And... I think it would just fuck horses, man, in you all think? honesty, yeah. Just because of its nether regions being that way? Yeah, it has to be compatible. So I would imagine then, I would think that its brain, they probably wouldn't be, like, maybe even capable of, like, communicating with, like, elves, Sasquatch, things of this nature. Or you think it would be like something like where it's just like a, an acute difference where it's like, oh no, I'm just all horse from the waist down. It's <laughs> all me up here. Yeah. Just yeah. normal nine to five guy day up yeah. here, but down somebody's here somebody, horse pussy. somebody's gotta audit these taxes and somebody's gotta pound some zebra puss. That might as well be me. Pound some zebra puss. Glad you guys could join us. <laughs> Welcome back. Can that be in like the title? Somewhere zebra. We place. came out fucking the box swinging <laughs> like fucking gay radio. Yeah, we really set the tone <laughs> <laughs> for what the rest of this episode was gonna be. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. I wonder. I just got all these weird images in my head now, like minotaurs sucking off centaurs and shit. It's a fucking weird fantasy orgy in my head now. Mm. It's gonna make some some good art later. I need to put this on paper. <laughs> I need the room. <laughs> just close off. <laughs> just just me, just me some, and my paintbrushes. <laughs> for some reason, there's drapes. There weren't drapes before. <laughs> just close them off. Oh god. This was a good idea. Thank you for doing this. That's how I was gonna start. I was just gonna be like, hey man, thanks for doing this. That probably would have been a better intro. Yeah, fuck it. Than what we went with. <laughs> probably would have been better than what we went with, but no, oh, man, I'm glad to be here. I always tell people, I'm like, like Justin is like the funniest person I know, and it's not like from like jokes you tell, or it's not like that you're like, hey guys, look at me, look at me, look at me, like anything like that. It's just my my sense of humor works very well with yours. Very well. I'm more, I'm more like the alley oop humor kind of guy. Like you set something up and then I come in and skadoosh, or vice versa. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm only as smart as the audience. I'm only as funny as the audience, and as only as funny as those I interact with. You know, like, and I like that throughout our circle of friends that have like stayed around that aren't you know dirt bags or at least you know dirt bags anymore. That uh, you know, all of us, are, all of us are individuals, and we're all like a different style of comedian, so to speak. <clears throat> but you, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you also have the ability to uh, alter your voice to like voice act as well. Yeah, I really and you're you're one of the few gonna... friends I have that's like, you know, family that like I'm like like he's a good voice actor as well. Yeah, if anybody out there is recruiting for voice acting talent, I got you. I could do a really good like uh, gay Eastern European or that's really it. That's about all I got. <laughs> <laughs> but that one's pretty let's, good. Let's hear it. Well I'd have to have something to say. Uh, I need like a script. You got a script? I think I'll just talk to the rest of the podcast in that voice. <laughs> I can't help but notice that as soon as I started this voice, my legs crossed much tighter. A cigarette magically showed up between my fingers. You want me to get you a cigarette, <laughs> you fine foxy bitch of a man? I'd tap that. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't smoke. 
That's good. Smoking can cause uh, lung disease, heart disease. A lot. Meningitis. I'm just saying <laughs> words now. I don't know. Chuckles come from <laughs> meningitis. <laughs> I heard a good meningitis joke in a long time. Uh, sounds like a band I wouldn't listen to. Not a you guys going to that meningitis concert? <laughs> Count me out. <laughs> I'd listen to them, I think. Meningitis? What kind of music do you think they would do? Oh, dude, they'd be some kind of fucking metal band for sure. No, like a punk. It'd be a punk band. That's why I would, I would think more like, like, like upbeat. Not upbeat, I, like, I think more like happy. You've got to brush your teeth now. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of your fucking gums. Have you guys heard gingivitis by meningitis? <laughs> You don't floss! You don't floss! wailing on the Oh man. I'm getting all kinds of like artistic ideas now. Fantastic, isn't it? Yep. I'm gonna sell my songs to the uh, <laughs> to American, the highest bidder. American Dental Association. <laughs> You don't floss! You gotta, you gotta have, brush your teeth! You, you gotta brush your teeth! You cannot be punk without a British accent. Little known fact. I went to the park today, saw Mrs. Gray. She said, Lonnie, your teeth are big, but you might have missed a spot of three. She said, go to the dentist and brush your teeth. I think I would buy that album. It's just a beautiful smile on the cover. Just, I just want we should just like take samples of that, like like all that, just make it this one thing. Like, go see your dentist. Go brush your teeth. You gotta plug some though. Oral B, Oral B. Crisp. Crest, crest, crest. You can tell my product allegiance because that's the only toothbrush I know. <laughs> I've, I've got arm and hammer myself. A, a toothbrush? An arm and hammer toothbrush? <laughs> yeah, it's shit. <laughs> I, I just punch my gums every morning. I'm like waking up and shoving a fist in your mouth. So, hey, some people do coffee, I do fists. <laughs> that could be a t shirt. Nobody talked to me till I've had my morning fist. <laughs> <laughs> Some like masochistic punk rocker. Just as an, uh, I haven't had my morning fist yet, bro. <laughs> Give me a minute. Very strange walk. <laughs> <laughs> what a peculiar gait on that fellow. Like my fist in, all right? Have you ever tried fisting? Um, I don't think so. I think maybe somebody's got like a finger or two up there before. I've never been Jim Hensoned. Hmm. No, that's when you get the whole. Yes, yeah, no, I, I got the lift reference. Them up and <laughs> can't and physically move their mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not. If that's what you're into, that's that's cool. It's just me. There's I'm, nothing more manly. <laughs> shoving your entire arm in another man's ass <laughs> and using him like a puppet. 
lifting that some bitch up here. So you can show him off to all your friends that he is your little ventriloquist. My asshole hurts, but my God, do I respect you. (laughs) (laughs) If I had a nickel for every time I've had to say that. (laughs) Accumulate to a lot, I imagine. (laughs) What have we talked about so far? The Jews, Bigfoot. (laughs) We talked about chemtrails. I know you want to. <clears throat> I can see the sparkle. I can see the chemtrail sparkle in your eyes. I'm supposed to be talking with uh, my, uh, my buddy uh, Teddy uh, sometime, sh- uh, sometime soon. Airline pilot? Uh, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure what he does nowadays, but I know that uh, he's uh, also into conspiracies as well. He's a musician as well. He's a real talented musician. A super nice guy. But it's, uh, it's interesting to see just throughout... Social media, like some of the uh, uh, conspiracy pages I follow, and who our mutual friends will follow, and which particular pages they are. So, you know, like I enjoy like flirting with all those things a little bit. You know, kind of dipping my toes in the water some. But then, you know, things happen like Netflix releases that behind the curve mm-hmm. or whatever, and it just turns the whole fucking thing into a laughing stock. It's hilarious. Me and Brandy just watched that the other night, and uh, we both got a great kick out of it. Some of those people are just just the best. The one little guy at the beginning. Have you seen it? I don't think so. Like the, f- the first thing that you see about this guy is he's in his driveway with two big-ass hammers, and he's, like, bouncing a ping-pong in between them while he's reciting the 50 states. He's like, yeah, my uh, my brain coach told me that this would be a good workout for blah, 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 blah. And he segues immediately into, and that's why they try to keep people from knowing things, like with their... Vaccines, you know, dinosaurs weren't real. Like that's about how condensed his little conspiracy so theories were. So it sounds like that. Well, granted, I, I haven't seen it. Um, but it sounds like that they were sort of targeting specific weirdos. There was there was somebody. <laughs> oh, no, they definitely were. So there was somebody I ran across in a. Because um, again, like there's there's some folks in there that are like more or less pointing in the flatter uh, the flat Earth community. They're just pointing out, hey, we've got some flaws in our mathematics that we need to readdress. Um, and then you have others that there's one in there is like, do you know Australia is not even real? It's a NASA lie. It's like, bro, I'm wearing a shirt that says like NASA lies, and I'm telling you that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like, that's the problem. There's not any, you know, the, the people that get behind all that stuff, there's like zero mathematicians. There's zero astronauts, scientists. There's just people that say, well, you know what? If I turn this bowl upside down in the yard and water falls off of it, how come water stays on the earth? Well, there are Answer that, science! There are, there are some. There's a, a group, uh, they're called Globe Busters. Um, they do a pretty good job of finding people that are not so wacky with their opinions. Some of them are uh, ex-pilots. Some of them are mechanical engineers. And it's just... Again, that's the beauty of science, though, is that you have people that are coming to different conclusions and can open up discussions again. So Yeah, but I mean, like at some point, like this, the discussion should be laid to rest about some things. I don't know. Because if the stuff with Admiral Byrd, like, and him saying that there's more land on the other side of the South Pole 
Maybe that, like went all the way up under it and then came up to like South America. I think I think it would be if that's the case. Then what we're on, we we don't know everything about it, right? So Earth would have to be larger. If it is still spherical, it would have to be larger. But it would account for other land masses, and it would account for the. Uh, a trigonometry problem with the curvature at eight inches per mile squared it just means that you would have to adjust the mathematics because the ratio was wrong. But I think whenever the whole conversation is sort of dismissed, then it encourages things we don't want, which is we want you just label fools properly and then you don't have to deal with them because they're a fool, right? And uh, you know, the opposite side of that thing and that same thing I was talking about on Netflix, like at the end, they have some of the guys from NASA talking, you know, they're like kind of addressing that community and they basically say like, you know, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't like ostracize these inquisitive minds from the discussion, you know? I mean, cause then they get into these, uh, like echo chambers, you know, Precisely. and the, the ideas that they're coming up with are just fucking wasted, like addressed improperly. I mean, I, I don't think the earth's flat, but am I going to look somebody in the eye and tell them they're a fucking idiot because they have some argument about it? Maybe, but I know that I shouldn't. <laughs> well, I think it depends on what the argument is, right? Like, and not just to use flat earthers, but with anything. So, like, even, like, the vaccines argument. So, like, I, I have friends of mine who have had children that their kids got sick from the vaccine. Something happened. There's also stuff online where it's, it's not broad brush vaccines. It's certain companies right that are making products elsewhere and then they're sort of getting a blind eye from the fda and the uh, dea and they have this stuff added in to the vaccine it's uh, for uh, intellectual property rights right so it makes it unique well <laughs> that's my mercury <laughs> <laughs> well i mean like whatever it is i don't know what it is and um even with vaccines, like vaccines, the systems that vaccines treat are two. We now know of like five systems in the body that like they didn't know 50 years ago existed. So it's also something that like we need to like be prepared for and discuss. And if all if we start having nothing but mandatory vaccines, that's a fucking problem, because now you're saying that everybody's going to take medicine from the government. That's not what we need at all. We, we, we need to make sure that we're doing vaccines, we're doing them safe because we want to be uh, immunized from some of these really like harmful and dangerous things. And I think if we just, the same thing, if we just sort of cast them into the fools category instead of listening to what they have, maybe they have data that is really important and that can help us find a solution to something. And we're not gonna get that if we just demonize opposition and if we just sort of whistle in the dark that we already know all the answers when we don't. Well, you know, you put anything in your body, there's a risk, right? But, you know, now it's all these the Facebook mom thing, you know, like, I don't know, yeah, the anti-vaxxer, you know, I ain't vaccinating my kids, who needs it? Like, our society is the way it is today because vaccines have made it possible. Like, we live in these big, giant, densely packed fucking societies yeah. because we can thwart off these fucking illnesses that would destroy us otherwise. Yeah. Like, thumbs get, up, Jonas Salk. Get fucking your kids vaccined. Yeah. Get them vaccined. If jo they end up with autism... It's probably not the vaccine. They probably just have fucking autism. It's not the end of the or, world. Or if it I'd is. rather have a kid with autism than a dead kid. Yeah. No joke. And even if that, like, we need to just have honest discussions about it. Like, 
Because again, like if it's a same company that is having all these cases, then clearly it's not the vaccine itself. It's this product that's being made by this company. There's something wrong with that. So I, it's I mean, it's scary to think about like future, um, oh excuse me, like future tech fears and whatnot. It's kind of like uh, like earlier with direct energy weapons. It's like. 10, 15 years ago, you have that, and it's just like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you saying there's lasers the military's using to, like, burn stuff? It's like, well, last year, the Pentagon came out, and they said that, hey, like, yeah, we have this technology. What of it? What's up? <laughs> Who wants to go? But if, if they're willing to talk about it publicly, same thing with, like, uh, chemtrails. Like, CIA, you know, and even Bill Gates talked about using chemtrails to cool the earth right to protect it from solar radiation so that can maybe help with climate change so again it's these things that they're admitting that while they've been in just esoteric writings and classified documents for decades on end now they're being admitted so if they're admitting to it now where do you think they're at as far as what they can do i'm not a jet engineer i don't know much about that but i like their first album yeah that's pretty good but I, I just think that the whole chemtrail thing, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that like just a byproduct of like the jet process, like water vapor? It can be. It can be, yeah. But there's also other... AIDS in it. <laughs> no, there's stuff that will it'll encourage weather to happen. Yeah. Like NASA... We talked about that, like the cloud seeding and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's not like they're not like stuff. putting your tinfoil hat on. They're putting, you know, Nano, the birds aren't real. Machines. You know? Yeah. I mean, even if that is the case, what the fuck are you going to do about it, man? No, they just, no. I mean, what can you do about it? Like, so, I don't think it's anything like that. But it is to, like, again, like, this is a military town. So, like... There's a military base very close to here. The government, the Pentagon in particular, does not want anything to happen around one of their installations, right? That's, aside from lives lost, that's also a lot of tech and money lost as well. Not to mention infrastructure, all these things. So since the 1960s, they've been working on ways to like seed clouds and like control weather. And like now you've even got stuff where like, NASA has these towers that they, it looks like a, like a rocket launch pad, right? Yes. But there's no rocket attached to it. So you just see like the red frame of all this stuff and the NASA logo. And it just produces clouds. They've got one in Mississippi. They bought out uh, within like a, I think it's a 15 mile radius of where the tower was. Everybody like, hey, we're putting this in because it puts out like some unbelievable amount of noise. And you can't have people around, otherwise they'll, you know, they'll go deaf. Not to mention crazy. What is that called? I want you to send me stuff about that. I want to see that. Um, it's the guy. He, he was in Top Gear. Um, one of the one of the one, one of the three British blokes was <laughs> driving a vehicle. I think that's that show about cars. He, he looks like uh, fuck. What's his name? Stephen Fry, but it's not Stephen Fry. You know what I'm talking about? But it's it's him, and it's the thing where NASA they. Make this cloud. I want to see. And that. it's clear. It's clean water, and they make a cloud. and They make it rain. They control the weather. Jerry like Clarkson. It's putting water vapor up there. Basically. Yeah, oh, but cool. if the point being, if they admit to this now, right? What do you think they're capable of? So just with weather manipulation, it's crazy to think like that uh, was a Hurricane Dorian, right? We see it get to a certain spot, and then over the Bahamas, it just stops. 
and it just churns and churns and churns and then starts making its way up the coast instead. Do you know the Chinese had a military base on the Bahamas? I did not know that. Look into that. Look into that. I, th- I, I think I think that uh, the military can play, and not even not even military, but just science in general. These world powers, this, they they can play God in ways that we're not even like fully capable of grasping. I don't feel. I it's came across funny to me thinking about it though, being like a member of the military and like this lower tier of the military that has like none of that kind of stuff you know like there's just a whole upper echelon maybe that deals with those kind of things and then there's just us dummies at the bottom that have no fucking idea <laughs> eating Arby's on the way home from work like just normal folks not poisoning any environments that's why most most people are most people are good and want to do good you know but it's a uh, Ran an argument for capitalism over collectivism once that said, gold, even with all the greed, is better than blood. A society that operates where we, we may have avarice, right? And we may all be slaves to currency. But that's better than being slaves to people and slaves to the religious authority, slaves to the military. We just need to right. transition to that Star Trek civilization. <laughs> Which one? Star Trek, man. It's like, you know, they, it's not anything based on currency and none, none of that kind of shit. It's just all one big, you know, all for one, one for all, I guess. Through, through New, world, 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 uh, New World War. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. yeah. That's my problem with open borders. It's like, all right, so these utopian ideas, they exist when? When you have somebody dominate the whole planet and take over the world. And then you can have a world with no borders. Now, oh, yeah. We just need that one alien encounter. We're one alien encounter yeah, away from, from one one good old government. Well, Ronald Reagan talked about that, if I'm not mistaken. He's like, like, think if the world came together from our reptilian overlords of light descending from the heavens. That's a pretty good Reagan impression. Missed me. <laughs> Ronald Reagan was a smooth motherfucker. Yeah, I survived, was. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Missed me. Keep expecting for Will to just burst in. Oh, actually, just fucking pizzas in his arm. <laughs> <laughs> I think the lights are on outside. I gotta uh, hang on. Those are good eyeballs on that thing over there. Thank you. I found that um, you know because I was on Adderall for like six or seven years, and like I, I paint a lot on it, but like I hated myself on Adderall. I was the worst version of myself when I was on it. You were like, the worst boyfriend when you were on Adderall. <laughs> you were terrible to me. But the fact that you can sit here like a big boy. We reconciled. I'm proud of you. You're still wearing the horse outfit tonight. <laughs> Dressing like a slut. <laughs> but I found after um, with visual arts and whatnot, like, because I... I would use it to just drown myself in, like from using speed for so long, that I, uh, after getting off of speed for now, like uh, four years, um, it makes me anxious a lot of times when I sit down, like at the canvas again, 
Like it, it, it triggers me. It puts me back into like that mind state of being on Adderall, and I don't like it. I don't like that part of me, like being because you're in fighting, you're in fight or flight mode whenever you're on Adderall, right? So it it maintains you at that level to where you're just on edge. So that's that's why you don't have an appetite. That's why like arousal may like that. Uh, uh, minimize from it because blood because really? whenever I think I'm about to fight I get super horny <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna beat your ass and fuck you well I mean maybe that's how you roll <laughs> that'd be intimidating can you imagine like like you're getting ready to fight some dude and then he just rips all of his clothes off and he's got like this great like the size of Chicago like this erection I think it would make anybody reconsider their actions I would take a second to reconsider a lot more than just my <laughs> actions. Unless it was a Sasquatch cop. <laughs> That's it. It's a Sasquatch. He, he's like a noir detective. He's got <laughs> like a trench coat off. He's not wanting to be bothered. He's like, just leave me alone. I don't want any trouble. Nah, you're in the wrong place, motherfucker. We're in a trench coat. <laughs> you asked for this. <laughs> Just boner. Boner for Oh man. Speaking of boners, I'll tell I'll tell this story. So one time I was at a uh, You're gonna love it. It's, there was a church. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, even better. I was um, I was in Shakertown, Kentucky, which is like some uh, it's like a nineteenth century style villa or whatnot, right? I'm there like a fa- village, like a recreation. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I'm like 11, 12 years old, you know, I'm, I'm there with my family. So I'm off wandering around board. I'm there looking at this horse. And just a peaceful day and this beautiful horse. And he and I are just bonding. And, you know, my name, Coulter, I mean, a, a lord or caretaker of ho- small horses. You know, a Coulter. I felt, I felt a spiritual connection. Oh, yeah, I see it, yeah. Um, and then I, uh, I started hearing this sound. It was an odd sound because it's you know very peaceful. You know, birds chirping, quiet day. I hear, and I'm looking around, wondering like, what the fuck is that? And I see the horse, and it's this gigantic horse erection just unsheathing <laughs> itself. It's just rolling out like a fruit by the foot. Like it's as big as my arm, like as an adult, and just. Gets one pump and then another one and like starts like flexing his cock. And then the horse turns and starts (laughs) gating, walking whatever towards me. I decided it was uh, at that moment that I was going to find my family and uh, I was done. I was done looking at the horse on a farm. That was a long, (laughs) long time ago. Of (laughs) year. He smelled of juniper. I don't have leather. I don't think I have any good horse cock stories. Not many people. That's not even really a good horse cock story. <laughs> that's just be a bad one, though. I mean, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, they're good. Yeah, hands. Uh, you can just look up someone online. People dying from yep. horse cock. Google Mr. Hands. Check that out, folks. And if I brought you anything today, <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact that you need to Google Mr. Hands. <laughs> very brave of you to uh, come forward like this. Coming forward as a uh, member in the military we have here, he's revealing the top secret project, Mr. Hands. 
Join this life as Justin. Yeah, this is Private uh, Justin. <laughs> I won't reveal my last name for obvious reasons. Anyway, yeah, we got this project, Mr. Hands, where we're running around fucking people with horses. It's real government stuff. Look it up. Read a book. Like <laughs> 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 you. Can you map what what would be the can you look up what the type of file would be if you're into horses? Like you know you have e- like equinophile. Equ- like equine? I feel like I got a good Equinophile, guess I'll go with that. Can we can Let's we get a can we get a spot? Could you, uh, could you pull out that judge? <laughs> No, 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 no. Use it on the work phone. Trust me, it's fine. It's fine. Scientific word for horse lover. I'm uh, asking for a friend. Hippophile? Possibly? Hippophile? Per- well, it's, it's pretty broad. A person who loves horses. So that's not quite as specific as we're looking for. I'm a hippophile. Oh, are you? <laughs> Girl? You like hippos? Let me narrow my search down a little bit. Scientific term maybe, maybe for you fucking take... horses. <laughs> <laughs> Over two million results! Oh, shit! Oh, God. It's an untapped market! You know, if I was really brave, I would click images right now. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm not finding an answer. We'll just go with hippophile, I guess. Equinophile wasn't a, wasn't a word? I'm going to look that up, but I feel like I was on to something. If it's not a word, it should be a word. It definitely should be a word. Totally should be a word. Equinophile. Where you have a portmanteau of it where you're equinophile, but you're also a free bleeder, so you're a equinophiliac. <laughs> you free bleed from horses. You can... <laughs> You can only give it to the horse. You take it. That's Mr. Hands. He was in quite a feely heck. That's why he's not with us anymore. Uh, Rip. Yeah, I'm uh, just the horse fucking nomenclature is just gonna be on hold. I don't know. I um I would contribute, but my uh my my advice is elsewhere. Yeah, it's probably a good reason. I'm glad we could go from Bigfoot to, uh... Bigfoot, dudes, energy weapons, horse fucking. This, this episode has it all. It's got a lot. It's got a lot. Well, see, like, I like this because it's, it's like, this is just how we would normally talk. Yeah, that's what these, these people don't understand is, like, there is no script. This is literally just how we talk as people. And that is pretty fucking disturbing, really. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Whatever. I, I think because well, I mean, like we're all, we're all good, decent folk, you know. Speak we, for yourself. We, I'm we, a degenerate. Even with bad stuff, we've all done bad stuff, right? Like, still, like, like our our group is like, like we want we want the best out of people we care for and the best for the world, you know. It's just say some fucked up inappropriate stuff at times and so be it. Wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't. Fuck no. We should order a pizza. We should. <laughs> we could have, we could have this just be like a little standalone from it from that just for the time being. Yeah. And, but yeah, I'm I'm hucking fungry, dude. Yeah. Like 
And he's supposed to be coming. They say bringing food. Oh yeah, I don't know about that. It's Will, so <sighs> this friendship is over if he didn't. If he has, <laughs> if he hasn't shown up with a, what'd you say, a bushel of pizzas earlier? Doesn't show up with a bushel of pizzas. <laughs> Cut him off. He'll have that Bigfoot pizza for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me get a Sasquatch with cheese. <laughs> One squash coming up. Oh, shit. You even got a Bigfoot on your shirt. How <laughs> them apples. <laughs> I tell you, Squatch is everywhere. You think a Yeti is just a cooler? <laughs> think it's, again. It's funding Sasquatch drill operations. Here at Yeti, we know who the real outdoorsmen are. And we know you all don't even watch television. You're Yeti, Squatch, humble folk. <laughs> Please edit that in as a commercial. <laughs> Some nice, nice acoustic guitar in the background. Sasquatch, gentle folk, <laughs> mountain people. One of us. You know, they said that Squatch done ate up a, you know, my mama and all her whole side of family. Yeah, so why do 13 people die in that Piggly Wiggly? <laughs> Squatch is people too. You can't ignore that. He was scared. They came out here. He doesn't know that ramen is on sale. He just thought he could just chomp into that shit. So, you know, I personally, I've taken thousands of dollars out to do this ad campaign on behalf of Squatch. <laughs> On behalf of the Squatch Nation. Or some of my best friends are Squatches, so. Yeah, I get, I get what I can. <laughs> I had a picket man, but I am a man. Yeah, I, I, I'm a Squatch man. Squatch man, I like to help. <laughs> I wish I could quit you. Well, let's uh, let's put a pin in this for for the time being. Yeah. See, see if we get Will to uh, contribute to the conversation. But either way, this is awesome. You gotta do it. Gotta do this uh, more with me. Yeah, definitely. And uh, as long yeah. as we can talk about different animals' penises, I'm on board. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and uh, yeah. Later, folks. <laughs>